What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. everybody, welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. I don't think I deserve a grand entrance like that. You should just, you should retry just saying it all in one straight go. And with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Thank you. There you go. Snaps for that, ladies Snaps. and gentlemen. No, no round of applause, you don't deserve that, but... That's okay. Um, but I think we should, entrance. yeah, I think we should preface this. Um, this is our defense preview, our UNT 2019 defense preview going into the season. We will be doing our offense preview next week. And it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be really fun because we can finally get into some depth about this team in ways that I feel like a lot of people are looking at it, but also give them a different perspective on this team. And that's what I'm hoping for out yes. of this. I'd also like to preface this as the IT guy, as we've decided in past podcasts, yes, that uh, we've tried fixing the echo. We've recorded plenty of podcasts here. We've never had an echo. We don't know what's happening. But if there is an echo, which it should be less if there is, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to move places next time. We've moved farther away from each other. We've changed wh- how we do it. Uh, Colin also has a dog, a brand new dog, eight brand weeks new, old. Eight weeks old today. Yeah. Congratulations. It's uh, currently fighting to get out of the restroom. Yeah, so we tried putting it in my room. Her, her name's Maya, and she just started peeing everywhere. She's never, <laughs> she's only had, she's only had two accidents ever in the in the week that I've had her, and she just had two more. Now she's crying. Yeah, so we'll see how far we get through this, but we'll we'll try. So let's get started, Colin. Defense is probably the most interesting side of the ball, even if. Nothing else because it has the most questions Yeah, entering this season. So first, I want to review 2018. So let's look back at what they did well and what they didn't do well in 2018. Without looking at any of the numbers, what what do you remember about the 2018 defense in particular? Linebackers. Yeah. That's that's literally it. And corners. Yeah, but, but I mean, linebackers were the heart of the of the defense. I mean, yeah, sure, you had Nate and Kimon, but I mean, this defense would not have as dominant performance as it did without EJ and Brandon Gardner because they both just dominated. I mean, Arkansas, they dominated. SMU dominated. They had that play against UTSA. The corners didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they, they had their fair share of highlight plays with the interceptions, the pick six against Arkansas and whatnot. Yeah. But I do agree that those two set the tone both in the pass rush and, rush and run stopping ability. So, But North Texas last year had 34 sacks. Nine of them were from EJ, six and a half were from Brandon, seven and a half were from Ladarius. That was the strength of last year's team, really. Getting to the quarterback, making them uncomfortable, making them throw the ball errant or making them throw it early or late. Yeah. Um, and that's where Kimon and Nate stepped in and just started picking everything off. They had 18 interceptions last year and they only allowed 18 passing touchdowns. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like 18 and 18, good. a one to one ratio. That's that's insane. Uh, they allowed 24 points, 24, 24.2 points per game last year, which is miles ahead of anything else they've done in the last five years. Yeah. Like I mean, 24 I, points a game. Yeah. Mason's sophomore year, they had to score 38 points because they were giving up 37. So exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they, they made huge strides last year. They allowed only three and a half yards per carry, only, only 120 rushing yards per game. And allowed quarterbacks to complete 53% of their passes, which is really low. 53% in at the FBS level is terrific. Like you said, EJ and, and Brandon Gardner, um, EJ had 121 tackles last year. Brandon Gardner at 68, Kyrie Muhammad at 67, and four picks. So, like you said, I just think it's the linebackers that carried the team and yeah. everyone fed off of that in mm-hmm. a way. And now this is going to be completely different off a completely different defense even though it will look the same but the personnel will be different right and and we talked about this last week there's there's no ej or brandon on this team um this this defense is gonna have to rely on the line and the secondary um you kind of have that with nick harvey and uh kyrie muhammad kyrie or muhammad you know, the other corner other corner but i forget dominic Harrison. or dominic harrison yeah i always forget his name for some reason um, oh yeah dominic and then you have uh Ladarius hamilton on the outside um, those guys are going to have to try to carry this defense 
Whereas in the past, you had the linebackers kind of, you know, doing everything. Yeah, they took pressure be, off the others. Yeah, it's going to be opposite now. It's going to be everyone trying to cover up for the weakness in the linebacking core. Yeah, and the last stat that I found interesting looking back at 2018 was that they only allowed 35% conversion rate on third downs to opponents. So if you get off the field once out of every, or you get off, you get off the field two out of every three third downs, yeah, you're doing something that's, that's right. That's pretty good. Like, that's extremely impressive. So, again, that a lot of that comes from putting people in third and longs so you get sacks you get you stop the run early you do a lot of stuff to put them in non-favorable situations and they didn't even they didn't give up the big play much either last year like they limited a lot of what other teams wanted to do in large part we talked about this before the non-conference schedule we felt like wasn't as strong as it will be this year of course but still you look at a bunch of games throughout the season they were consistently solid, I feel like. And they were way more consistent than the de- than the offense, in my opinion. Even though they did have their downfalls as well. Old Dominion, etc. Yeah, et but I mean, we argued this last season that the defense was better than the offense, and the offense had tons of weapons on it. Yeah. I mean, all season. And they're the reason they won games that wasn't <clears> the <throat> offense. I mean, we saw time and time, time and time again where the offense would come out in the first half and destroy teams in the second half. They just wouldn't be able to do anything. So. Exactly. Um, this defense is going to be a lot inter- very interesting to see if they're able to kind of replicate what they did last season because the offense this year is stronger, but I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of carry this team to wins like yeah. last season. My, uh, is it fair to say that the defense from last year lost four of their top six players? So we're talking so two we're talking corners each, each, and the yeah, two okay. inside linebackers? Oh, well, yeah. But and then Kyrie and, and Ladarius return? Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but I mean, I don't really think corners hurt as much. You could argue that they're bringing back better guys than they had. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right in that they, they were able to fill those cornerback holes, but I'm right. just saying that on paper, they lost four of their top six yes. players from last year. So regardless of how you fill it, that's a that's a thing that happened. They, yeah, they is, lost that is guys. That is a substantial amount yeah. of players leaving. Um, Kyrie Muhammad was not put on the uh, preseason all-conference team, voted on by, I believe, the media i think it was uh, ladarius was on there so ladarius got some recognition i i think we both expect Kyrie to be the the leader of the defense i think he is the leader of the defense yeah, of pretty course. without any um repercussions i guess he is the the main one especially when it comes to calling out what the offense is in when it's aligning people when it's it, making tackles as well yeah do we expect Kyrie to this is kind of getting ahead but do we expect Kyrie to lead the team in tackles this year I think like he did. I think you'd have to two years ago. I think he did. I think you'd have to because I mean, there's gonna be a lot more people getting past the linebackers this time. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, like you said, he's leader of the defense, and the the players that would take tackles away from him have gotten worse. So I'll save I'll save my other question for when we t- cover the safety. So we're gonna go position by position breakdown. We'll c- talk about some big questions. We'll talk about sleepers. We'll talk about our expectations, and we'll answer y'all's questions. So first, I do want to talk about the defensive line because that's the the grit of this uh, of this defense. And they lost two of their three starters. Yep, Roderick Young and Yulausi Tawalo. And those two guys, I don't think can be understated. But I am excited as hell for what Dion Noble is I, going to I be. I am this so year. glad you said his name. I saw him at practice today. He is six four, and so he looks already taller than everybody else on the field. And then he's like three twenty. Yeah. The man is a, a mammoth. <laughs> and I don't know how teams are going to run up the middle if he is actually capable of yeah, what I think Yeah, and we saw is. flashes of him last year and mentioned that he could be starting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you already had the, the two senior uh, defensive tackles in there. So, But, yeah, no, Deion Noble, I am super excited to see him because I think he has a higher upside than last year's uh, interior lineman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you Tawala. agree with that or not. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So I agree with that because he had he was a defensive end last year, right? And, and kinda, so and moved him over. So yeah, he's faster. Yeah, and, we're expecting him to yeah. be a little more versatile than Tawala was last year, and even Rod Young in a way. Even though Rod Young was was solid on the end, um, he was limited in a way. I feel like he was more of a run stopper because he was initially yeah. his, a nose. So him moving outside is different than. Novel moving inside. So you have Novel, you have Ladarius Hamilton, and then we have a competition for that third spot between Safi and 
let me get Safi's first name off the top of my head. It's like Tawalo Safi or something like that. I'm just gonna call him Safi. Yeah, that's good. He's showing out in in practices, and it's him or McMillan for that third or for that de- other defensive end spot. Mm-hmm. So you have Novo in the middle, Ladarius on one side, and then Safi or McMillan on the other side. And let's talk about Safi or McMillan because in the spring we expected McMillan to start. It was kind of a Obviously, it wasn't like a hard prediction, but it was like we expected McMillan to start. But now, Safi's stepping in there. And while we don't know too much about either one because they didn't play a lot last year, right. I still think that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to perform because of what we talked about the linebacker position. So it's right. kind of like that position, even though, like I said, they haven't played much, they're gonna have to step in and actually do something. And I don't know. I'm kind of worried about that. Yeah, definitely, because there's not you don't have that that last stand of EJ and Brendan back there. I mean, it's kind of, especially for the run defense last year, which was so good at shut down uh, Arkansas's running back. I don't remember his God, name. Yes, and they, then LaTeX running back. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but they it sh- they shut both of them down. I mean, the whole game, and we were expecting, you know, the defense not to be that great last season. Yeah. And, you know, they came in and, and kind of outperformed all expectations uh, in terms of run defense. And now the defensive line is going to be chest- tested because you're bringing back two guys who are experienced in terms of Dion Noble and uh, Hambone, or Ladarius, sorry. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and they kind of have to make up for EJ and Brandon. Yeah. The thing about, also I want to talk about Dion Noble's, right, as of right now, his backup, Bryce English, who mm-hmm. people just don't know what to expect at this point, I feel like. I feel like this point, it's like, all right. It's so up and down. It's kind of like, okay. It's kind of like if they're not expecting anything from him, but whatever he gives them, it's kind of like icing on the cake. It's like, okay, sweet. We'll yeah. take it. He's because, definitely a guy that you just throw in there to kind of give a guy a rest for like a play. Yeah, and he and he could be capable as a nose, and he could be capable as a run stopper, I feel like, because he's definitely wide enough and he's definitely strong enough yeah. to play that defensive tackle spot. But I just don't know how dynamic he is compared to Dion. So that's why I feel like it's not really close. Because yeah, and he, and he Dion is 6'4". That's true. Yeah, Dion is 6'4", and Bryce, I think, is like 5'11", 6 foot, something yeah. like that. They look completely different coming on and off the field. Yeah. So um, I'm not expecting too much from Bryce, but whatever he gives me will take as like a topping, I guess. Topping. All right. Um, and then Ladarius Hamilton is obviously going to be top two player on this defense. We expect him to, to supersede his seven and a half sacks last year. Whether that happens or not, I don't know, but we both agree that his impact will be greater than last year. Yes. Yeah, his impact will be greater. I might you might see his stats go down. And that's just because he's gonna be more focused on when teams come here because they don't have to deal with EJ and yeah. Brandon and now they just have to focus on him in terms of the run uh run to stopping, I guess. Yeah, the the run the run game and then also the pass game as well. They'll yeah. send two guys at him or they'll run away from him. There's a lot that could happen um that doesn't reflect on Ladarius's stat sheet. But I do think that he will have a far greater impact than he did last year. Do you um, think that'll be a product of the linebackers not being there and him having and him just being able to, you know, be focused on more? Or do you think his impact will be greater making the defense better than it was last year? I don't know if that, that was a really badly worded question. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, is it going to be a guy that's just getting... His, his his recognition because everyone around him isn't as good as they were last year? Yeah. That's a good question. I think... Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I'm just now processing what you're saying. Yeah, I, 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 my first wording was awful. It's a so very I'm detailed so question. <laughs> uh, but no, I, th- I think that the linebackers will struggle in terms of getting sacks. Mm-hmm. And I think that the team will... will in return, struggle to get sacks as well. But I think if anybody can get seven and a half sacks, it's Ladarius. I don't see another person on this team getting over five sacks. If that, like, I'm sure somebody else will get will get five sacks. Whether that's Joe Zogu or Jamie King, like we forgot about them too. That's fair. Those yeah. guys will be able to get to the quarterback. But I mean, I, nobody else there. I think is getting over five sacks. So I think he's going to lead the team in sacks. I think he'll also get doubled more. I think he'll also have more attention to him. But as a, and as a result, I think the defense will be better because of him, obviously, because he's a good player. Right. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be worse with him. I'm just saying, do you think he'll be? Do you think he'll be a better player than he was last year? Is he just going to get more? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, more recognition because he's like 
the only one left, basically, right. as far as pass rush goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's gonna be better. They said he put on a lot of weight. They said he put on, he he put on like twenty pounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty substantial at that position. And he's as yeah. strong as he he's ever already, been. He was already big. Yeah, so. and so he's as strong as he's ever been. I feel like this is an urgent time for him. He's been here all four years. I think that he knows that this is his time, and I expect him to. I expect him to come out like attacking, and I don't know how much we'll see how good he gets off the blocks in the run game. But I think in the pass game, in his pass rush, I think that he'll be able to take the step forward. So I think he'll force double teams. And I think that's the mark of a great end is forcing double teams, forcing help, forcing running backs to stay in and, and chip, forcing yeah. tight ends to stay in and chip. It just makes life so much easier for everyone else. So that's what I expect from him. Now, let's get to the the linebackers because we've talked, we've already talked about them a good amount, but I want to talk about them more because we have some changes that if you were a VIP on Mean Green 24-7, you would, re, you would have read but let's cover them now because there was a change from when what we saw in the spring to what we saw in the fall. Mm-hmm. And in the spring, we put out a predicted depth chart of uh, post-spring practices. And we had in there, I believe it was Mike Linehan and Katie Davis yes. as the two starters. And then we had Will Lynn Masters, Larry Nixon, Tyreek Davis as the backups. Now... After going to practices and talking to people and seeing, you know, what what has been rolled out there as the first team, it's pretty much Katie Davis and Tyreek Davis as the two starters. Double double D. God, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> the Dave the the well, they they have to have a nickname. It has to be double D. Like welcome double D. No, all right, we're not we're not naming them double D. <laughs> I went to go say it, oh and God. I was like, Dang. "This was a G. This was a G-rated podcast." But I guess we're we're done with that. Um, so the two Davises will be on the inside, Tyreek and KD. Who we didn't expect that. We didn't expect Tyreek to come in and especially if they're changing to yeah, a linebacker. Yeah, to go from nickel to inside linebacker is a pretty big jump, and so we weren't expecting him to make strides like that. But apparently, he did, and now he's starting with KD, and so it goes. KD and Tyreek starting. Then you have Will Masters, Mike Linehan, and even though Larry Nixon hasn't gotten too much from what I've seen, but he's there too as well. And then you have mm-hmm. the freshman that we've mentioned several times on this podcast as well. How much does that su- surprise you? So, I mean, a lot, but it also gives me a cause for concern because that just means, that tells me Mike Linehan hasn't done enough to to basically keep a spot that really didn't have a whole lot of competition coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we talked about last week how everyone in that linebacking core was kind of the same, but you'd rather have the experience out there. I mean, Mike Lenahan got some snaps last year. Yeah. And Katie Davis did, but no one else really did. Yeah. So you, having them come in, you just kind of expect, okay, we'll throw them in. If someone performs better throughout the season, sure, they'll get replaced. But this is happening before the first game. Yeah, and it's also kind of concerning because... Tyreek Davis, obviously, he's put on weight. He's he's built fine in a way, even though he's still kind of small compared to EJ Ajia, but a lot of people are small next to EJ Ajia. Right. But he was a nickel corner right. last year. And while he didn't start or even necessarily play that much as a nickel corner, it's still a corner going to inside linebacker in a 3-3-5 defense. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's kind of, or a nickel, def- whatever you want to call it, nickel defense. Um, he's going to be tasked with stopping the run a lot. He's going to be tasked with leading the defense a lot at an inside linebacker position where he didn't even start last year. Well, he didn't start at his own position last year. Mm-hmm. So to move him over to inside linebacker puts a lot of weight on his shoulders going into this year. And that alarms me. And then next to him, you have a sophomore, a true sophomore yeah. in KD Davis. And I have high expectations for him. I said on the last podcast, Brandon Gardner told me, that Katie Davis is going to be the one. And so I am running with that. I am running all the way with my Katie Davis stock. But still, he is a true sophomore. Yep. You are going from seniors to a sophomore. And th- like, listen to this. That's what you're going from. You're going from two guys who, one who is in the NFL now and, you know, playing preseason games in the NFL. And you have Brandon Gardner, who is an all conference, you know, type of talent, to a true sophomore and a backup nickel corner playing inside linebacker. Now, I know those that's that's 
putting it in the worst terms possible, but it's still a fact. Yeah. Right. So it's just, I'm going to have to see it before I can praise them. And that's, I think there's, that's no, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's kind of like you're in a prove me type of situation when you haven't done anything at that position. Right. Yet. It's like, a, what have you done for me lately? Exactly. And they haven't done anything. Exactly. So except for spot snaps at their respective positions last season. So exactly. So I'm kind of concerned. I think everybody's concerned about that position. Actually, that's the most concerning position on, on the team. Yeah. Pretty handily. No, yeah, guess. for sure. And again, it's going to be interesting to see how those backup linebackers kind of, because I, I I imagine they're, they're not it's, you're not going to have Katie Davis and Tyreek Davis do, the double D's uh-huh. they're not going to be taking you know as many snaps as EJ and Brandon did last year. There's going to be a lot more rotation you know, rotation in there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they even perform because having Mike Lanahan lose his job like is that going to affect him or how much worse is he than Tyreek Davis for Tyreek Davis to move over to linebacker and just be like oh yeah Mike bye. Like, yeah, I mean, Mike and you have Will Will Amash. Right, you had two actual line like already. They're seniors. Yeah, senior linebackers getting replaced by an inside corner that didn't play, or a uh, nickel corner that didn't play. Yeah, and I do think that it will be good. I mean, from a from a pass defense perspective, right? Tyreek Davis, like, come on, he is a good. He was a he was a solid nickel corner. Jameel Moore was just really good, and I think that his versatility, I feel like, could help. This defense, because while EJ and Brandon were great pass rushers and run stoppers, there is a different aspect to linebacker to being a linebacker, and that's you know playing the pass every now and mm-hmm. then. Maybe he could go out on a slot receiver. Maybe he can guard a tight end. I think there are some intricacies that we're not thinking of that he can be strong in. Of course, but stopping the run and getting to the quarterback is what made the defense great last year. Yes, and mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to show me that what you do even though it's not the same thing that just worked, it's still going to be effective for the defense. Yeah, now if, if Tyreek Davis comes out and gets, you know, three picks this season and does okay at stopping the run. Yeah, then you take your... Yeah, then, your, then you just yeah. take it. But it's it's cause for concern. Yes, and the one thing I'm going to bring up in a story soon is I've been asking everybody how they plan on, you know, replicating the pass rush that they got last year. And Coach Ref, it basically, I mean, everyone's basically said that it's the same thing. R- Coach Ref said that it's the same defense. You just hope that they're, you just expect the guys that step into those positions to be able to play. And I think that that's pretty lofty expectations. Yes. But I think it's, I understand it. Like, as a coach, you have to have confidence in your players. You have to be like, this is my system. And, we have success with it and we expect whoever's out there to be able to run what we what we do which is you know get to the quarterback or do what be a versatile linebacker mm-hmm. i just worry that we haven't seen these guys do that yet and obviously he has he's he's seen these guys in practice much much more than me but there will be some trepidation until we see it it's going to be hard to replicate ejga and, and Brandon Gardner. And Brandon Gardner. So, yeah. Let's talk about the Jack position. All right. Because Joe Zogu and Jamie King are very good. Yeah. They're at that they're position. Solid players. Yeah. They're very good at that position. Uh, Jamie King is going to be a senior this year. Joe is going to be a junior. So they're both upper, upperclassmen. Last year, we had, you know, kind of a back and forth between who was going to play, who started, who got the snaps. Um, it kind of fluctuated. Right now, I think Joe is starting. That's my belief right now from what I've seen, from what I've heard. Uh, but Jamie King is still he's uber talented. Behind. Yeah, he's still uber talented. I expect both of them to get a good amount of snaps. So whoever whoever doesn't start will still um, get a lot of snaps. I do think that they need to step up in their in whatever they're asked to do, whether that's run stopping, whether that's getting to the quarterback, whatever they're tasked with doing, I think we need to have them step up significantly in order to compensate for, you know, the lost pass rushing, the lost run run defense of, you know, Roderick Young. Mm-hmm. All those guys that we mentioned earlier, I think we're going to have to compensate for that with Joe Zogu and Jamie King. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to have to compensate 
and and it it honestly starts with with them because we already know what uh, Ladarius Hamilton is, and linebackers we kind of know what they are. I mean, from what we've seen so far, and it's kind of now it falls on them to kind of make up for that run defense and that pass rushing. Exactly. All right, ready for the corners? Yes. Three positions here: nickel, and then cornerback one, cornerback two. So I want nickel first since it's easier. All right, nickel first. We have Jamil Moore returning. We have news that Dominique Harrison, again, if you are subscribed to 24-7, you know this. <laughs> Dominique Harrison, the transfer from Arizona State, the graduate transfer, has moved to nickel yep. uh, from outside corner. They did that on Tuesday or Monday, like entering the week, basically. They moved Dominique Harrison to nickel. So it's Dominique Harris, Harrison and Jamil Moore. And then I throw in Jackson Gibbs in there as well. He's a freshman, but... I throw him in there because he is uh he's a pretty I think he's a retro freshman. I'm almost positive he's a retro freshman. So you have those three manning the position. I'm not sure what to expect because I still see Jameel Moore get the first team snaps. Yeah. But and last year he played for most of the season. Like he didn't come off the field too much in my memory. Jameel Moore. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. But now that you have Dominique Harrison there, it's kinda Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because whenever they transferred you were like, okay, well, I guess Cam Johnson might be relegated to a uh, third corner, possibly. Yeah. And now you move him to inside. Um, it could be a depth move, or it could be just to give Jamil some actual competition to, you know, yeah, maybe improve that spot. So exactly. I think I'm not sure what it is more so if it's to get depth. I think I mean obviously it's both. Right. But it's I don't ob- know. It's obviously depth, but was the move made? Because I mean, Dominic Harrison is was a capable outside corner from yes. what we've all heard. Yes. Um. And the movement inside, it almost makes you wonder, hey, are they trying to... One, they're either trying to make Jamil be like, oh, hey, my job, I guess, isn't as safe as I thought it was to kind of give him some urgency to perform better. Or they gen- genuinely think that Dominic Harrison could compete, supplant him. Yeah, yeah, compete for that job. I think either way, it's going to be a plus because we talked about how loaded they are at corners already. Right. So I'm not too worried about the cornerback position. And I think that Dominic can obviously move back to oh, outside yeah, corner if, if, you have if something happens. Yeah. So I mean he's done this long enough. He's not a he's not a he's not a freshman. So I think that that's that position is definitely shored up now. Jamil Moore I think will still start to start the year. Whether Dominique takes that spot or not is is up in the air. But I haven't seen anything that shows me that Jamil is not going to start week one. So yeah. But there's still three weeks. So well who knows? All right, let's talk about the outside corners. Cam Johnson. And Quinn Whitlock have been starting from what I've from the practices I've been to, but there's a lot of expectation that Nick Harvey will start. Do you, do eventually. you think it's more cautionary than it is? Cautionary of what? His injury? Yes. I mean, he was hurt last year, but I don't think it's that because like, he's still he's still running with the seconds. He's still running with the the twos. Oh, okay. So he's he's running in practice. It's just maybe there's you know some some teaching still going. On. He's I mean he wasn't here for spring. But yeah. Quinn was here for spring. So there's something to be said about having Quinn here for at least an extra three months, four months, and Cam, you know, being here for years. So I think that they're going with comfort right now as Nick Harvey settles in, settles in. And But I fully expect by week two against SMU, Nick Harvey will be starting. Yes. Book it. It could be week one. It could be week one, but I'm saying at, at the very latest, I think week two he will be yeah. starting and do you think that do you think that's uh regardless of how Quinn and Cam play? Yes, because I don't consider Abilene Christian an actual game. All right, that's so fair. I don't feel I feel like they'll have made the decision. So no matter how no matter how their performance goes, you no, still if they get Nick. three picks against Abilene Christian. All right, cool. Nick well, Harvey. No, I understand that. I'm just I know. saying, you know. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying Nick Harvey brings so much experience, so much strength. The dude is big. Like he's, he is he's, jacked. He's every corner North Texas has ever had combined into one. <laughs> like like Kimon like Hall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kimon Hall was big, like strong. Nick Harvey is like Texas A and M strong. He's SEC strong. He's SEC. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a their slogan or something. Oh, actually, SEC strong sounds like corn. It. That needs to be it. bread with corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Nick Harvey. I mean, I I expect him to be starting by week two. So that's my take on that. So you think it'll be. Nick on the number one receiver, Cam on the other. Yes. Okay. And Quinn will rotate in there. Of course. I think I think Quinn will get plenty of snaps. Quinn Whitlock has 
been obviously impressive from what I've heard from the coaches tell me and what I've seen in practices. Um, another player that I want to mention, because I think we're done with these three, is Deshaun Gaddy, who we already had high expectations for coming into the year, but he's gotten run with the second uh, with the second team defense, and I saw him make a couple plays today. I told you he'd play. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how much he'll play unless well, someone gets injured. Play. Not if nobody gets injured. I mean, you think like okay? Do you think he'll redshirt? No. All right, then he'll play. That's it. He could get some special team snaps too. Right. I don't think he'll redshirt. I think he's too good to redshirt. He's the best freshman on the team. All right. Which is not a surprise because we we said that coming. Yeah, in. he was the best recruit. Yeah, we we in. we were like we we're like, oh hey, you know the UNT's he's like using five rated. Yeah, you know <laughs> UNT's losing two corners and they're bringing in an 85, 86 rated player. Can make sense to me. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Nick Harvey was very impressed with him as well. Um, I put that in my practice notes. Um, one of his quotes on him. He's very very impressed by him. So. I think that's a step in the right direction. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think Dorian Morris also is like the fifth corner right now. He's a true freshman, I believe. Dorian Morris. He is, I think. Um, and then Keelan Crosby, I think, is also a corner. I'm just naming all the corners I know right now. So, so there's six deep. Claps. The last two are freshmen. I wouldn't trust to play them. Even though Deshaun's a freshman too, but it's different. So that's the cornerbacks. Let's get to the safeties. We know who they are by now. Yeah. Kari Mohamed. Taylor Robinson. That's it. And those two I expect to start. Regardless of what we said last week, where we had to pick players that we didn't know. Yeah, no, that was just big-time cop-out because we couldn't pick We anybody. We were... I mean, there it wasn't a cop-out because we had to pick someone. We were well, intent. Yeah, we had to, it's, just because we said it was possibly one of the ones that could be up doesn't mean there's a good chance of yeah, it happening. Exactly. So. That's the best way to phrase it. So I did see Alex Morris get an interception today, so... Check that off. Okay, Taylor Robinson's still starting. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree completely. Tyree Muhammad, Tyree Muhammad and T-Rob are going to be the safeties this year. Alex Morris and Tyreek Davis are very capable players. I expect them to get some snaps throughout the season, whether that's in a blowout, whether that's uh, when somebody gets, you know, uh, gets a cramp. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of situations I can see those two getting snaps. Ask me the order of Alex Morris and Tyreek Davis. I couldn't tell you, but... Tyreek Davis? I'm sorry. Come on, you got it. I'm blanking on the name now. Alex Morris. Alex Morris and? What's the name? What's the name? I blanked now too. Oh my God. Alex. You literally just said it, and that's annoying. Of both Mikhail of Sanders. Mikhail Sanders. I didn't oh, say it. Did, I never said it because I have written down in my book right here where I do my pre-production. <laughs> I have Tyreek Davis written down. Where's a pen? I don't have a pen. Yeah, Anyways, Mikhail Sanders. Sorry for everybody that thought Tyreek Davis was playing three positions on this team. No, it's Mikhail Sanders. Mikhail Sanders and Alex Morris, I can't rank them between those two. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say Mikhail Sanders is Kyrie's backup and Alex Morris is Taylor's backup. So that's as good as I can do there. Uh, are we expecting Kyrie Muhammad to lead the team in like... Oh, I already, I already asked this, in tackles. Okay, yeah. so... And he had, yes. he had four interceptions last year. Are we expecting more or less? No. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say lead the team. Uh more or less, man. Than four interceptions. So he got one. Uh, we have to think of the games that he got. Oh my him in. god! So the Arkansas game. Yes. Was that two or one? I'm not gonna remember. I'm not gonna remember exactly when he. Got okay. The well, the Arkansas game. Just delete that one. You're not gonna face a team as bad as that Arkansas <laughs> pass, passing game last year. <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna go under four. I'm gonna go under four too because I think yeah. he'll have like two or three, and that's still fine for yeah, a safety. You know, fine. it's just that Arkansas game was. I mean. Keemon was getting their offense was. I think they had four, three or four destroyed. So yeah, it was awful. I ex- do we expect Taylor Robinson to take maybe a step forward, maybe take get more in that Keyshawn McLean role, maybe more of that you know hard hitting safety that can do a little bit of everything, but really come down and you know impose his will on the other team's run game and over their short routes, because that's what Keyshawn did. He was really good at that. He was really good tackling safety. I feel like I feel like if you would, we would have seen some of it already. I mean, what have we seen from T. Rob? I feel like he's the player on the right, team that, he, he's that we he's good, but he's not exceptional. Great. That was the word I was going to use, so that's kind of funny. Sorry, 
he's he's good, <laughs> but I feel like he, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a slight, but he just is what he is. He's yeah. not everyone on this defense is is great at something and I feel like he's just kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah, I feel like he's very balanced. Right. And yeah. so that's why he doesn't jump off this the 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 page or doesn't jump off the screen because he's not like a terrific run stopping safety like Keyshawn. He's not a great coverage guy like Kyrie. He's you know, he's not the leader per se of this defense because that's Kyrie, but I feel like he's the guy that Kyrie feels most comfortable next to. Of course. And he's also the guy that he trusts. And mm-hmm. so with those two, you can do a lot as a defense when you have safeties that trust each other and know each other. So that's what I'm most excited about from those two. And I think that covers all of our position groups for this, Colin. Let's get to some questions I had personally. I have okay. them noted as big questions. Big cues. Big cues, to be specific. <laughs> Should we do that first or sleeper? Picks first. Sleeper picks. All right, let's do we'll, sleeper we'll, picks. We'll clump all the questions together. All right. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so if you had to pick one, let's just do one. Okay. One sleeper from this defense that you think is going to break out, who is that going to be? Cam Johnson. I think it's an easy pick. Is that an easy pick? I think it is. There's a chance he could, he could like, not start. But you're picking him to I'm take a step forward. Take a step forward and start, or be the number one defense. Now, my man, my sleeper pick. You know what my sleeper pick's gonna be? Let's let's hear. It's it. gonna be Tyreek Davis. All right. What do you, what is that? What do you expect? I expect him to surprise us with his not only his uh, physical abilities and his ability to stop the run, but I think he's gonna make some plays. As, you know, one of those smart guys on this team, because I feel like he's one of the smarter guys on this team that I think he's a senior, if I'm not mistaken, or junior, junior, he might be a junior, regardless. Um, oh, I have it written down right here. Junior, Tyreek Davis. <laughs> I, I just expect him to be able to make some plays, whether that's in the pass rush as a run stopper or in pass coverage, especially. I think in a different way, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be good. And I almost picked Katie Davis, but I still, as a true sophomore, I get I get nervous. And Tyreek okay. has had snaps in this defense. I, I, I like those picks. He's been familiar in this I, defense. I just picked Cam just because he's gonna be good. Yeah, should he, be good. He, we we haven't seen anything from him. Now that is there substantial? So is there a player that's a uh, not starting right now that we expect to break out? Not starting right now. now I'm kind of asking you this on the fly, so I guess I should answer this first since I asked you. Is it a, is it a cheat to go with Dominic Harrison? I was gonna pick him. All right, I'll go with <laughs> you. You could pick him. I'll go with uh, I'll go with. Uh, I was gonna okay. It's either Dominic Harrison, Quinn Whitlock, or Alex Morris for me. I think Dominic Harrison is the, the most likely bet out of all three of those guys, and that's just because I go the, Quinn Whitlock, and that's just because there's a reason they moved him to nickel corner. I agree. We're, him him coming in. Because it's they have too many corners. Right, they have, of course they have too many corners. But him coming in, we were like, all right, Nick Harvey, Cam Johnson, I guess might be taken over by Dominique Harrison just because you know he's he's grown. You mean, you mean Jamil Moore? No, 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 no. I'm saying like when they when they first transferred in. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm we sorry. were like, okay, is it going to be Nick Harvey and Dominique Harrison instead of Quinn Whitlock and Cam Johnson? So we were both kind of like, okay, this could possibly happen. Cam could po- possibly go to the third corner spot if he underperformed. But then they had a reason to move him to nickel corner and like we said earlier we don't know if that's because he's they're trying to get more competition more depth or if they actually think that he's able to take that spot and i think the reason they moved him there was possibly because he can take that spot and if he doesn't he'd be my breakout candidate that doesn't start i guess yeah yeah that's good good explanation all right we ready for the big questions yes because there's some loaded questions here and i'm kind of nervous <laughs> he's shaking <laughs> invisibly shaking. um <laughs> Okay, I'm very sorry. Side tangent. Bernie cannot whistle on command. I I can. I just I'm just I just <laughs> when you tell me to to whistle, I just start laughing and so, it can't so be. I, we had my laughing. dog on the floor and I was like, whistle. She 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 thinks it's weird. And he's like, I can't whistle on command. I started laughing and he'd try and then he like spit everywhere. First of all, I can whistle. Okay, right. I just whistle right now. I just can't whistle, whistle right now. I'm laughing. Okay, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. You're I can laughing. whistle. I just can't. Whistle when I'm whistle right about now. to laugh. Whistle. No, because I'm about to laugh. I'll laugh if I start whistling. So regardless, let's get to these big... Let's get to these... Whistlers out there. No, hurry. I want to change the subject as quickly as possible. 
All right. I can listen. questions. All right. Um, here's the first big question that, and these are kind of general questions that aren't like super complex, but I feel like they have answers that need to be answered by us because we are the voice of reason. So here we go. Um, Bernie, will, Bernie Collins, voice of reason segment. All right. There you go. There's the intro. Will this defense be able to get to the quarterback at an at a level, at an efficient level, I'll say. Are we going to make that benchmark last season's? Slightly or below just, last season, because I feel like they were over okay. overproducing last year. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. that Ladarius Hamilton, it's so weird not calling him Hambone, I'm sorry. Ladarius Hamilton's going to uh, gather more attention. I think Deion Noble is going to be mm, better at defensive tackle than this team had last year and I think that Joe Zogu takes a step. So they had thirty four sacks last year. I don't I, think they have more sacks. Do you think they no 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 do you think they have more than twenty five? That's tough. Also let's I take think, into I account think, I think in thirteen games. Let's say in thirteen games because they played thirteen games last year. And so yeah. if they make a conference championship that'll be fourteen games obviously but in 13 oh, games. Man, 25 is, we'll say, I'll make it, I'll make, I'm going to make the over under 22 and a half. 22 and a half? Yep. Damn, so you're really low then. There's yep. no way it's under that, Colin. There's no way. Because think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, okay, coach, coach Reffitt told you. Have to think, you have to think, but the if they run the same defense as last year, which coach Reffitt told me that they were running the same of defense course. as last year. Of course. I'm saying I don't think they're how 13 sacks, sacks How many worse. sacks do you think the linebackers are going to have? I don't think they're 12 sacks worse. I think... 12 Ladarius, sacks I think worse? Ladarius, I think Ladarius doesn't get 7.5. I think he has more of an impact, but I don't think he gets a 7.5. All right, then someone else will get more if he does not get 7.5. Okay, who is it? Whether it's Darian McMillan, Safi, Noble could probably get a couple in there. Uh, I think the linebackers will get... I think KD Davis will be the more aggressive linebacker of the two. I think he'll be the pass rushing linebacker of the two. So if that happens, I expect him to get six. So, I mean, put all that together. I think, I think 23, 24, 23. Yeah. See 22 and a half is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm taking half. the over on it. So regardless, cause I just, I think right. 22 is Take, too low. Taking the over. Okay. 22 is so low. It's a 22 and a half. Exactly. That's I would have to take 22 to take the under. Yes. So are, I you, are you taking the over too? God, you're thinking about this way too hard, Colin. It is. Over. Say it. it Say it over. over. All right, we'll go over. But I think it'll be uh, 22. Okay. But you said 22 and a half as the line. So you can't say over and then say 22. I know. I'm going over just to please you, and I think it's going to be 22. So you're saying under. Wow. Okay. All right, mark this down. Mark this down. All right, next. Will this defense be able to force enough turnovers this season? I think the secondary is going to force a lot more than they did last year. But technically, didn't they force a lot of turnovers last year? Okay. 18 interceptions? All right. Arkansas doesn't count. Oh, my gosh. You can't not count a game against an SEC opponent. I don't care who it is. Okay. Look, no, no. Here's, here's what I will say to your point. How many of those 18 interceptions did DBs actually force? And how many did right, okay. the pass yeah, rush that, force? I, yeah, I, that makes more sense. So word that that way. See, but you're saying that you expect them to create I, more. I think they're going to create more. I think the corner is going to be more dynamic than what they had last year. I think Nate was the only like actual one. That actual one able to force them. I think Kyrie just kind of had his. I mean, two of his I remember. I mean, the Arkansas yeah. one was awful. Yeah. And then the one of his I just remember it was just like handed to him. Yeah, I remember it now. So. Um, I think that they'll force them more instead of have them given to them. Yeah. So because they're not gonna have a pass rush to lean on to like. Right. That's why I, I still think Refit's gonna have to change something. You have you can't roll the same defense out there with this defense person. Defensive coordinator now. Matthew Bruni. And obviously, I think he even if he did change something, he was not gonna tell me at Force that him. moment. So I, his word, obviously doesn't hold that much weight, but still. I'm just going off what he said because that's all I have to say. All I have to go off of, and I just don't see a way in that they can play the same defense they did last year with so much change in personnel. Yep. So, um, to answer the que- my own question, they had 18 interceptions last year. 
they only had four fumble recoveries last year, which is kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of low. Do you have forced fumbles written down? They forced, I believe it was 12 and recovered four. Something like that. It wasn't a lot. It's not yeah. a lot at all. No. Um, because I think the offense, the UNT's offense last year, fumbled 20 times and lost 11 of them. Or they lost a lot. Of something of <laughs> something like that. It was it was not good. Uh, anyways, so that's 22 turnovers just off of the fumbles and interceptions. I think it's gonna be less than that. How much less? I'm worried to say that it will be like 15 total. I think the interceptions that they get are going to be more impactful interceptions. Okay. And I think, man... More timely, you mean? More timely, okay. yeah, I guess. And I think okay. that, man... It's hard to predict it, fumbles. It's, it's hard, yeah, exactly. It's hard to say, but it's also... Defense is also very unpredictable. You could have a really great defense and bring back the same players the next year, and you're not going to have as many turnovers. It's true. So... It's hard for me to think that they'd force, say, 12 like they did, we'll say 12 yeah. like last year, and they only recover four. I mean, you have to, you'd have to think that they'd get Lucky. a few more than that. Lucky. You know, yeah. So, so it's going to be about the same? Uh, I think I think it'll be about the same, and I think that they'll be more timely turnovers. Okay. Okay. So they will force enough turnovers. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, last year, like I said, they held teams to under to 24.1 points per game, 24.15 to be exact. Do you think that they hold teams to under 28 points per game? Is that conference or all That's all, it's all season. That's going up. So 28 points per game? Yes. It's going to be more than 28? Yes. How much more? Because two years ago, it was 36? It was a lot. They had to win a lot I believe of those games. Was, I believe it was 36 two years I just, ago. Man, you're playing... First of all, you're opening non-conference with... It's a tougher three, schedule. Yes. So it's, it's already a tougher schedule. You're not going to give up... You're not going to hold Cal to like seven points. So... I think these first three games will be shootouts, and I just think this, the score is going to go up. So I'm going to say, you're asking for my average? Yeah. Give me 31. Okay. Is that that bad? I don't think it's that bad, but it's, it's, it's bad if the offense performs like it did last year. Inconsistent. Yes. Okay. If you only come out in the first half, you score four touchdowns in the first half, and you score one in the second half, that's, that's not going to cut it this season. Yeah. Yeah, about... 31's a little high. I was going to go about 29 or so. The offense has to carry this team this year. I completely agree. The defense, the defense, it has to be there, but the offense has to do what it did two years ago and carry this team. I agree because I think the defense is better, much better than it was two years ago. Yeah. So as long as the offense is, like as long as they get to, the, the offense gets to that level and the defense is a little better than it was two years ago, I think they'll be fine. So in theory, like that's how it should work. But I'm going to say 29 points per game, so I'll say slightly over 28. Okay. I think that's a good number. All right, finally, oh, we kind of covered this. Kind of, I, I asked, what is success for this? What is a successful season for this defense? And I feel like we kind of answered that already. Yeah. In the terms of force enough turnovers, force timely turnovers, and make plays with your new personnel in different ways. Yes. Because I, I feel like they're not going to be able to I do think, it. In I way. think a, a successful season for this defense is to hold on and let the offense win your games. Don't lose games. I'm going to say that. Don't lose games. The defense games. cannot lose games. It is on the offense this season. That's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good point. If they lose games, it should be because the offense couldn't outscore the other team. <laughs> well, they, no, it really should. No, no, I agree. You have a senior Mason, fine. You have all the weapons on offense. If the, de- the only way you lose games is either if the offense just completely underperforms like it did last season. Is 28 points for the offense underperforming? 28 points a game? 28? No, I'm just saying in, in a game, is 28 points underperforming? Like if the, if the offense is scoring 28 points? Yes. Is that under, yes. I agree. I agree. This I think put up, this team put up 38 two years ago. Okay. They've been your Mason fine and a completely better offense. You have a better offensive line. You have arguably the same talent on receiving. Yeah. Uh, you have running backs everywhere. You yeah. have a better Kelvin Smith. This team should not be losing games because of the offense. I agree. They should put up. I've said before that they should put up forty points a game. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say they can't. You have arguably a top ten quarterback in the nation, yeah. in, in, a, in Conference USA, and that's only starting to describe the talent they have on offense. Right. So, um, you, you, when was the last time you heard of a Conference USA quarterback having a campaign for Heisman? Never. I'm sure it's happened before. I just don't remember it. It's never happened. Yeah, we haven't heard of it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. But uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to give away too much of our offense preview. Colin, 
but let's relax. Well, I'm just saying. No, but I agree. I agree completely. Um, so yeah, what is success? All right. So finally, let's let's wrap up strengths and weaknesses for this for this defense. If you would describe, if you would pick, what two two strengths for this for this defense, what would they be? I think the secondary is a strength, and I think just passing defense is a strength. I must I must say secondary and experience. Is that a is that a, is that a good pick? I think experience is a reach because last year's team was way more experienced. You you have you have the quarterback of the defense not starting, like hasn't started in the past. The middle uh, linebacker is, is 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 the guy that's Are you talking about Tyreek? Tyreek or Katie. Well Tyreek started at nickel for a few games. Right, but okay. But yes, I'm you haven't played linebacker position he's never played before. Directing everybody. Yes. Telling the safeties what to do, telling the corners what to do, telling the line what he sees. So I don't really know if experience at the most, I would say most impactful position on defense. Here's something. Okay, let me let me let me finish. Let me answer the question as well. So I'm gonna say. So yeah, I said secondary and experience, even though I think experience is kind of shaky. But I don't think. I don't mean what else is there. I think defensive line will be a strength. So I'm gonna say secondary and defensive line. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll say. All right. Um, weaknesses. I'm gonna see experience. Okay. I think that's a weakness, and I think that's only because you you have such a drop-off from last season. This team has been used to having an EJ and Brandon in there directing everybody. They don't have that anymore. Other guys have to step up and and make up for that. They have to communicate with each other in different ways. You don't have EJ or Brandon you know, going, hey, I see this. Move over here. Blah, 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 blah. It's all on Kyrie. Right. You have Kyrie, but he's a safety. He's in the back. He can't, you can't expect him to scream you know, across the whole field and be like, hey, uh, Ladarius or whoever. Yeah. yeah. Do this. So, you have the quarterback of your defense gone, and I think that it's it's going to be shaky in terms of communication. So we're going to say so. You're saying experience and linebackers. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. My two weaknesses are going to be adaptation and experience. <laughs> adaptation. So you're going to strengthen those experience. Adaptation. In the, that. in the sense that I've I've kind of said it already on this on this on this episode, but I I again think they need to I think there will be changes to this defense from last year's. I just don't know what they will be. But on the off chance that it's the same, like the exact same, like if they ran the same exact defense with this personnel last year, it would not have been nearly as good. So they lose three games. Yeah, so three more games. Three more games. So that's uh, that's all I'm worried about is that they don't change enough, enough mm-hmm. to their personnel. So okay, but again, we don't know for sure if that's going to be the case or not. All right. All right. So oh, also one thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up: Jordan Roberts. It was just announced this week, or it was just finalized this week. Broke this week, I guess. Um, that he is no longer on the team. He left before fall camp. Um, that's basically all we know. We know that it was no misconduct or anything. He basically, I mean, to be blunt, he had a bunch of competition with him for those cornerback spots, and he's not getting any younger, I feel like. That's his thinking, and so he just left. So no word on where he's going, though, or where he's playing next year. Yeah. So who knows? But that is uh, that is the um, news, I guess. News? Sure. sure. News. Okay. All right, uh, I led with that because North Texas Sports Network tweeted at me and asked about the second cornerback spot, and so we both said... Cam. Cam, with Nick as the one. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Defensive line depth chart. We talked about the depth chart in depth with all of the positions, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything on Twitter before I go to the screenshots. Um, I think I got everything. Okay. Okay, also, uh, Bobby tweeted uh, asking about SMU uh, to start the year. Year two with Dykes, two very good receivers, Bouchel, quarterback, uh, dangerous for rebuilding defense. How do we slow them down, and how can we drive fans to this game to turn the stadium green? Well, the stadium, my freshman year, was green, and they lost awfully. In At SMU? At SMU. With tons of people showed up. I mean, no SMU fans showed up. I feel like no SMU fans like no show SMU up in general. Fan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no SMU fans are going to show up this game. 
It's going to be North Texas and like a thousand people. <laughs> not not a lot of SMU fans. Yeah. So I don't really think bringing fans is going to be hard, especially with what's what everyone knows is on the line this season. Yes, exactly. Um, and I also don't think that SMU is going to be. I'm not going to say a threat, but I don't think that they're going to. They're as good as people are making them out to be. Interesting. Hot take. Hot take Colin here. It's not a hot take. Hot take Colin what, here. What have they done hot lately? Hot take Colin here. Well, they added Shane Bouchelle. And have and they're in the second year of Sonny Dykes. Okay. Continue. They got James Prochet. Is this because you're a UT fan? No, no, Colin. No, it's not. Because yeah, for those of you who don't know, he's still a UT fan. <laughs> Might as well be a UTSA fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I was a UTSA <laughs> fan, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> I'd be living in San Antonio. That's what I do. But no. Um, so we'll get into how they stop SMU. I feel like when we do the yeah, season preview, the preview it'll be. and when we preview the game. So on yep. a couple occasions, right off the bat, like I said, it has to be Nick King guarding uh, Nick King, Nick Harvey guarding uh, James Prochet. Just off the bat, unless if he moves to the slot, Prochet. But I think he's outside, from what I remember. Um, so that's the first thing. That's just the thing I'm going to say off the bat. All right. Uh, I wonder the world tweeted uh, too deep at cornerback. We went over that thoroughly, I feel like, adequately, right? Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> He's a good. Then he says, I can't see Linehan or LeMaster starting at linebacker this fall. Please comment on how the linebacker too deep is shaping up. I think we covered that as well. Covered that as well. Good. I'm glad we can cover y'all's questions without... Uh, We're having to wait till the end. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want y'all waiting until the very end to... <laughs> be satisfied with this podcast um but yeah lemasters and lenahan will be fighting for a position at linebacker but i don't think they're not going to start as of right now so uh the double d's are starting <laughs> thank you it's been coined we can't coin that no it's coined. We, we're nobody's it's, gonna listen it's to going, it. it's going in the description nobody will listen to us <laughs> with their children calling please please at they don't okay first of all children don't know what double d's are now they just asked. You know what double D's they are? They just asked their parents. Children, you know what double D's are? Okay, it's all right, Tyree stop, Davis stop, stop. and Katie Davis. Right, That's your double D's. It's going to be on a shirt somewhere. This is not going to be good. Somewhere. It's not Imagine good. Imagine them on the sidelines. Just like, <laughs> all right. God damn it, Colin. All right, that's all the questions I had. I, I mean, happy. we answered all the questions we had, so um, I'm happy as well. We appreciate everyone for sending their questions. We appreciate everyone for listening. We're hoping that the echo is it's not here. Is not is not present. We tried talking a little lower this yeah, week. We tried. I'm, I'm I'm like two feet farther. We away. We tried getting farther away. We tried changing the the microphone a little bit. Just know that next next we week tested it. We're going to be in a different spot if it's bad. Right. We'll probably be in a different spot still. For dude, I don't know where we're going. All right. I'll talk to Bruni <laughs> about what my plan is. Um, is making plans we're, we're making me. the quality better as the IT guy, as as the certified IT guy of Bruni's breakdown. Well, once school starts, we can go back to our normal place. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, okay. um, I, I I think you need to do your outro. You need to do our outro. All right. So f- make sure you for f- wow first it's ruined <laughs> for VIP content. Follow us on MeanGreen247.com. Like I said, a lot of the stuff I said on this podcast. I've already put on VIP posts before. so yes, And they're more in depth. Yes. So. I do want to... Actually, I, I have a good thing to say for next week's podcast. Next week's offensive podcast, big question. Big question, and it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Um, next week, like I said, we have the offense preview podcast. Check, um, Be on the lookout for that next Friday, I believe. Um, again, sorry about the quality. If it is bad, if it's good, then you're welcome. Five stars uh, only. Five stars only. Leave us a rating on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, please. Five stars. Um, tell your friends about us. Send us to your friends. It's almost football season, boys and girls. If you are not hyped for it, then this is not the podcast for you. Because <laughs> I am hype, Colin. So let's get this going. Follow us on Mean Green 24-7 on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Matt. Math- I changed my at. I changed my at. This is a big enough. Matthew Bruni underscore. Way more official. Didn't I tell you to do that? I don't know. But anyways, I changed, sure I, did. I changed my at to Matthew Bruni underscore. That's my Insta if anyone's trying to say. Oh, it's Colin Mitchell underscore, but. Follow him on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. And Insta, even though I don't Don't post. follow him on Instagram. He doesn't post. Um, What else? What else? Oh, SoundCloud, Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, Apple Podcast um, as well. And Colin, I know you're dying to get back to your dog who is locked in the restroom. I'm actually dying for you to make your 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 coined term for your outro, but you haven't done it yet, so I guess oh, you no. forgot. forgot um, what Wait, what was it? What is it? It's too late. Are oh, you got it this time? No, I'm not. I'm not I can't say it. Colin, it's yours. You can't. High noon.
No, no, no. It's not high noon. Oh, what is it? Yeah, here, you, you take, take us out. Take us out, Colin. No, I can't take us out. All right, fine. It's over. We'll get it for the next time. I'll get it. I'll write it down somewhere. Big podcast next week. What are you inclined to think people are if they don't give us five stars? No, that's Bomani's. That's Bomani's. I had something else last week. That was what it was. No, that wasn't it. Here, we'll talk about this off air. Nobody's listening at this point. Yes, they are. For those listening, give us five stars. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you for checking us out. Uh, we'll be back next week with the offense preview, and we hope you'll have a great week.